0: Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the Great Lent, a great season of the Church, and this is the first Sunday of the 40 days. We know that the first week is like a preparation week, and then we get to the actual 40 days of the Great Lent. This is the first Sunday of. The, the forty days and the second Sunday of the whole great land. And we know that the second Sunday of the Great Land on this great journey is the 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 temptation, the Sunday of the temptation, the temptation of Jesus Christ. And when we look to the the, the gospel, the first word of the gospel is you remember? Then then. How do we use then in the English language? Something, something happened after something, an order of in time. So then Jesus was led by led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So this is what happened after. What happened before? Baptism. Baptism. So right after Jesus got baptized, He was led, then, He was led to be tempted by the devil. This has a meaning. We all our our entrance, we are very happy there is one baptism today and, and we're gonna celebrate and we had we'll have a process. a, a new member of the body of Christ who joined the body of Christ by being baptized and we're going to have a procession at the end of this liturgy but i'm saying each and every one their entrance to the church their membership their sign up for the mem- the membership of the body of Christ was by baptism but this implies that we are going to get into a fight we're we're going to struggle we're going to fight against the devil. We don't fight against any, any person, but we fight and we struggle against the devil, against Satan, against our ego, our bad self, for another person to live in us who is Christ-like. So Jesus was tempted. He had to confront the devil right after baptism. So to struggle in this life, to fight against yourself, your ego, to fight against your desires, to to fight against sin, to struggle with sin, that's normal. There's nothing unusual. There's nothing surprising. What is surprising is when you are granted victory In Christ. And you are not asking for that victory. You are happy with being defeated. If I asked you, are you victorious in your struggles against sin? I think we all say, we are all defeated. Yes, we we sin. We fall. But we are not staying in that state. Falling is not the state we are living in. We live in a state of rising, a state of victory. We don't do that of our own. This doesn't come of our own. This is not coming from ourselves. It's coming from Him. That's why He defeated for us to defeat. He became victorious for us to be victorious. And that's why I I don't want to talk a lot about our temptations. I'm going to touch on that, but I want to focus more on our victory—the victory that is promised by the One who is always truthful, by God—that we are, we will be victorious. He is the One who is leading our victory procession. In the old times, when when there is a war, the 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 the, the winning party, the winning army, would have a procession. Showing their victory. I think we should be always enjoying that through Christ, in Christ. So, the, the, what I want you to think of, what are the temptations? Again, I'm, I'm gonna touch on that, but I'm gonna focus and emphasize more on, on the victory. But the temptations are, what do we eat? The, our own desires. The vainglory. Pride. I mean, we are living in a in a very competitive environment, culture. We we all put a lot of efforts into sports, and we we need to win. We need to compete, and the more good at in sports, you can have a good scholarship at school. You can. You want to be com- competitive. You want to get to the best school. So when you can say, I, I, I'm, I'm, I graduated from this school. And people, wow, did you graduate from this school? And we know that if you graduate from this school, you're going to have a, a, a big opportunity to have a better job, a good pay, a great career, a great future. People are fascinated with how they look like. I mean, there is a huge fascination in, in our culture of how we look like, our bodies, how skinny they are, how slim they are, how they look nice. We, we are living in a visual culture. I mean, every we, we post pictures all the time, pictures, pictures, Instagram, Facebook, pictures. And we want to look the best in every way. In every way, and and always, even the, the 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 most beautiful, the most appealing in looking, they have inside a fear. We might not look the best. Okay, if I'm look, I look the best now. What about time? If I'm forty, I'm not talking about women here. I'm not talking about ladies. Ladies never get to the forty. So, so, I mean, what about age? We are afraid of age because we're gonna have gray hair and we will die, our hairs definitely. But I'm saying we are always, we are always concerned of how we look like. That's the world. But unfortunately we are not that much concerned. Are we Christ-like? We wanna look like, appealing, nice, I mean, when, when I post my, my, my profile picture on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, I want to have the, 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 the most likes and I need to see how many followers are following me. And we see celebrities, they are posting every day a picture of them doing whatever. But I'm saying, we as Christians, are we that much concerned of how we are Christ-like? I think this is the temptation that Jesus went through, and 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 the the, the devil told him, "I'm going to give you. You're going to have all these wealthy, fancy places. You're going to be a king." But Jesus said, "This is nothing. You don't own anything of that. And by the way, we don't own anything, even how we look like. If you are the most beautiful." We don't own it. It's not going to stay like that. What stays is if you are having Christ in you. If you are Christ-like, this never fades away. This never fades. The only thing that never fades away. If Christ is there, you'll be always young. You will be always victorious. Even the the third temptation was how even the devil abused, abused the scripture. The word of God. He told him, "It's written that God is gonna hold you. Throw yourself off the, this the pinnacle of the of the temple, and based on the word of God, He will hold you." And Jesus said, "Do not tempt the Lord your God." I mean, abuse is misuse, a wrong use. We know that we always has this pref, pref, prefix, prefix the the the. The, it changes, it alter the, the the meaning. So use, but some, we are always faced by the abuse of the scripture. How can you believe in this? How can you believe in the, in, in the creation? How can you believe in, in whatever? All the beliefs we are, we are holding to are challenged by the abuse of the word of God from the devil. But we hold to it. I mean, this is a temptation. But now we'll get to the victory. Jesus defeated in all kind of temptations. He didn't do that for himself. He's victorious. He doesn't need to confront. He, the, Satan is already defeated before him. Is nothing. But he did that. He came to this world to win the game for us instead of us. I was thinking of, think of we're going to do a church league in Chicago. A church league. So we're gonna have how many teams? St. Mary, St. Mark, St. Paul, St. George, right? These are the four teams. And maybe each church can contribute with two teams. We're gonna have a basketball league. But think of, we have one player, not the best. And if there is two teams, people are saying, Maybe maybe the other team, you can go to the other team. He's not the best player, so but people would like, yeah, we need this player is the best. We want this player to play with us. Okay. So this player who is not the best, and we found that in the the, the, the basketball court, we found LeBron James showed up and said, I'm gonna play instead of that player who is not the best, or Steven Curry. They showed up and said, Okay. We're gonna play instead of Andrew Peter. There is no Andrew Peter in, in our church. So, Andrew Peter is not the best player, but LeBron James offered and volunteered to play instead of, of Andrew Peter. LeBron James came and showed up and said, I'm gonna play instead of Andrew Peter. And definitely Andrew Peter was not in the best, best team, because he's left out. And what do you expect? How many points LeBron James in the 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 Chicago League, the Coptic Chicago League, would, would score? Huh? We know. Okay? But think if if yeah, it's it's a joke. It's a joke. So and, and we have we have Christ winning for us. But think of he's there. LeBron James came to the Chicago basketball, the Coptic Chicago Basketball League. And one wants, wants him to replace him, to play for him. Every point LeBron James will score is not going to be counted for LeBron James. They are going to be counted for Andrew Peter. But we don't want him to play for us. Think of that. I mean, Jesus is winning for us. He's playing the game for us. Is winning. It's give give us victory, but we don't want. Why? Because we want to do it ourselves. And how we want to do it according to what we have seen from the images of the culture of what we are learning from the world. The, the, one of the nice prophecies that has been read during this week, the week of that ends with the, 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 this Sunday. I think Friday or, or, or Thursday, I'm not, I can't remember. One of the reading of the prophecies, we know that we have prophecies during the, 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 the Matin prayer, raising of incense, every liturgy. Especially from the, not especially, from the Old Testament. And one of the reading, the prophecies was about the, the, the fight between Goliath and, and, uh, and David. The story that we have learned since we were very little kids, it's a very nice story. It has a lot of action. It's an action movie. We love this story. So, but it's its why the church would read this in this week. Because this is a model. This is a scene from which we can see how God would defeat how the people of God are defeating sin and devil. And when you read the story, we all know the story. We all know the story. But I was thinking of how David was confronted with things that put him down. The first thing that would put him down when he went to see his his older brothers. He was bringing food to them. He was bringing things to them from their, their father. And when he asked, how this guy, how Goliath is defying and despising the, the people of God, how you allow him to do that? What his brothers told him, they told him the following. Now Eliab his oldest brother heard when he spoke he refers to David when he spoke to the men and Eliab's anger was aroused against David and he said why did you come down here and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness you're not good enough for for fight this is for the adults the big people you can go and look for the the sheep you are young, you are despised, you are weak, you are nothing. You are nothing. You cannot defeat. That's how the devil would throw in our minds that you are defeated. But we shouldn't. And he goes on to say, And with whom you have, have you left the, those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride. You are prideful. I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. You are prideful. I think that's the same. I, 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 I'm, I'm thinking, and I think I, I talk, spoke about that before. When we gather together, and we gather a lot, whether adults, families, in at homes, or the youth, they go and eat. I'm, I'm sure yesterday there were at least two three groups who have met, and they ate together, right? Right, guys? So, I, I, I'm asking, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, when you meet together, and you eat, wherever, First of all, where do you eat? And what kind of food during Greatland? That's a, an important question. The other one, do we pray before we eat? If someone said, should we, we should pray, they would they, they look to him and say, oh, you are prideful. We are trying to make the, the leader of the group. This is the work of a buna or a servant, the professional Christian. We do that because I'm not, I'm not trying to reduce Christianity to eating before, to, to, to praying before eating or to fast. I'm not reducing Christianity to this, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of how are we seeing ourselves? Are we seeing ourselves Christian everywhere, all the time, anywhere, or not? And if someone wants to affirm this identity, how much he would be or she would be, I mean, accused of pride, accused of, of trying to show off. I think that's exactly what David was accused of from his older brothers. But he didn't stop into that. He didn't, this didn't stop him. And he went and we, know, we all know the story and he went and he confronted this Philistine who used to despise and defy the, the people of God for 40 days. Telling them, you don't have even a man. I mean, think of an army who doesn't have a man. Wow. That's a very Tough very tough challenge. I mean, if thousands of men, but there isn't a man who can defy Goliath. And then at the end would come this little boy. But this little boy was very strong, was victorious, was 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 the, 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 the strongest because he had God with him. And when when Goliath first saw I mean after waiting for a man coming to to confront him. For after waiting all that long, he found this little boy and he despised him. He disdained him. He disdained him. But this little boy told him, I'm coming. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. I'm not coming on my own. I cannot. You are defeated because you cannot. I am defeated because I cannot on my own. But I can. But I can through him. I can do all things. Through Christ who strengthened me. I want to conclude with two quotes from St. Macarius and St. Isaac the Syrian. Two of the desert fathers who excelled, who experienced the defeat of sin, but the victory of rising, the the victory of defeating sin. They experienced this, they were great in, in that. And Saint Macarius is saying, if indeed you could have done, you could have done it on your own, what would have been the need for the coming of the Lord? Why Jesus accepted to be tempted by the devil? Because he wanted to defeat Satan for us, on our behalf. If indeed you could have done it on your own, what would have been the need for the coming of the Lord? For just as an eye cannot see without light, just as as one cannot speak without a tongue, nor hear without ears, nor walk without feet, nor carry one's words without hands, so you cannot be saved, nor enter into the kingdom of heaven without Jesus. That's why we should be Christ-like. We should be with Him. We should be spiritual people. I have always a concern. I'm going to go back to the idea that we meet, whether adults or young. We meet, we socialize, which is great. We are a community, and we need to meet, to have connections. But what kind of connections? Are are these connections Christ-centered, or these are normal people? A community among other communities, or this is the community of God. I'm not saying exclusively. Because we wish that the community of God would extend to include the whole world. But I'm saying we need to think of ourselves. Is our community Christ centred or our community are a social group who meet frequently, do the same thing, say the same thing as every other people? I think we need to ask ourselves this if you want to be with Christ, to be saved with Him, to be winning with Him. The other quote from Saint Isaac the Syrian he said, Ask God, however, to grant that you attain the measure of faith. Pray for, his, for this diligently. Pray for this diligently. I mean, taking communion is not the end, it's the end of the liturgy. But it's to take the, the power of communion, the power of Christ. And use it outside. The problem is, we come to the church, but when we get outside, we feel free to do whatever. But we should go out as the members of the body of Christ. Ask God, however, to grant that you attain the measure of faith. Pray for this diligently and entreat for it with fervor and with great earnestness. Make supplication until you receive it. Then you will weary yourself no longer. You will be counted worthy of these things if with faith, you first compel yourself to cast your care upon God, cast your care upon Him. We are worried a lot about so many things. And anxiety is one of the plagues we are suffering from in, in our age. And exchange your own providing for His providence. When He sees your your volition, your will, your strong will, that with complete Purity of thought. You have set your faith in God alone rather than in yourself. Rather than in yourself. That's why the more you, you think of how you look like, how people are perceiving you, the more Christ is going to fade away. The more you rely on Him. The more you ask Him to be clearer in your life. The more you will have Him in your life. And you will find His strength in your life. Set your faith in God alone rather than in yourself and that you compel yourself to hope in God more than in your own soul. Then power which is unknown to you will come to dwell upon you. A power that is unknown to you, but a real one. And and see how he's going to go on to say. Then power which is unknown to you will come to dwell upon you and you will sensibly, sensibly. What does it mean sensibly? You will sense it. It's unknown to you, but you will, you will touch it. You will sense it. You will feel it. It's real. It's real. God is real, guys. God is real. God is real. And you will sensibly perceive this very power, which is most certainly with you. Most certainly. I hope we, we think of this and abide to that. What we are doing is real, but we need to experience it. We ask for it diligently. Glory be to God forever.